0: folks and welcome back to another episode of get wrecked the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits hidden gems and oddities i'm of course your host and resident silly boy thor joined today as always by my friend and co-host he was sneaking into the apartment and he left a blood stain on the carpet it's micah
1: hi <laughs> how's it going alien ant farm i yeah you looked or, confused i'm not sure no, no, no. yeah 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 or michael jackson because yeah. i wanted to say alien ant farm right away but then i was like well the purists would be angry and well
0: for people our age it's Alien it's alien ant farm. Ant farm. <laughs> yeah, it's the better
1: version of the song let's be real
0: yeah and like we have a guest today we do <laughs> the pod father himself <laughs> the pod father.
1: that's a great name
0: um, from the comics that we love and the Comics and Beer podcast, it's Zach McCrary. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? And right before we started recording, Zach was actually just about to tell us his three favorite racial slurs. So, Zach, <laughs> go ahead. Here, it's. <laughs> all right. I'll go first. Uh, cracker, honky, white
2: bread. Those all are right. the ones. Now that, you go. No, no, no the you same, can't repeat. Surprisingly,
0: you can't repeat. No.
2: <laughs> So, you know it's weird like i was thinking those three exactly and uh yeah man it's like we're two peas in a pod I tell you
0: yeah no i've decided when we have guests on now i want to just start like uh really adversarial <laughs> <laughs> i just put them on the back foot immediately yeah
2: <laughs> oh my it would exactly. get real awkward if you did that to someone and they were just like oh man well and <laughs> they just started in then the quiet would be on our end yeah. <laughs> exactly it's,
1: they'd say and it, it'd just be silence <laughs> we're like, well I guess uh, we're not <gasps> friends anymore <laughs> yeah. I guess this is over you can get out <laughs> yeah. and never talk to me again <laughs> right. yep, this episode will never be published yeah <laughs> oh.
0: Oh man, Zach, so welcome. And it's been a hot minute. It, it has been. I'm glad to have you back. I, d- I mean, I'm not glad, necessarily <laughs> glad that we had to watch what you made us watch. But
1: yeah, so for those at home, uh, if you remember last episode, we had a recommendation from McCrary called The Holy Mountain. Yes. Uh, we knew nothing, zero about it. Zilch, nada. Uh, I didn't know even, like, who made it. I the told time you it was the period, That means nothing to me. You you read the Meta Barons. I did read the Meta Barons. I did. I try to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so anyway, we, we went into this pretty blind. Uh, we sat down, found out that Evander Holyfield produced the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. But... Um, yeah so we we watched this movie. It's from nineteen seventy two uh, It was filmed in seventy
2: two came out in seventy three at cannes Film festival okay and it's a Yodorowsky film. If you know Yodorowsky yes. Alejandro Yodorowsky, then you probably know what to
1: expect out of this conversation if you don't know Yodorowsky, stick around and find out <laughs> <laughs> um Thor, do you have anything else to to add into this initial conversation?
0: Oh you know, I don't think it, honestly so folks, we literally just watched this movie. I felt it was like, important that that's the a, way this went. <laughs> about 2 min, about 2 minutes before we started recording, we finished the movie. And if I'm if I'm being fully honest, you ever like tripped on mushrooms and what? then theoretically, yeah. <laughs> and then it feels like it's never going to end and you feel like you're <laughs> a different person and you think i'm never going to go to sleep i'm never going to see the world the same way and then you and then you finally manage to fall asleep and you sleep for a couple hours and it's not particularly restful and you wake up and you're like thank god it's over <laughs> that's kind of how i feel right now it, whereas like i don't like normally we do pre-show chat and i just honestly I don't know if I have it in me right
1: now. <laughs> I'm I'm not out of the mindset yet. Like I'm still in it.
2: I could tell because the movie ended and we were all kind of quiet and we quietly made our way down here <laughs> to record.
1: It's it's something else.
0: Also a little bit was that like I could kind of feel like we all were like I have things to say, but we got to save it till mm-hmm. we start recording. Yeah. So yeah, let's just get into it then. We'll Uh, let's talk about (laughs) how about that
1: cow
2: dick the holy mountain we did see a cow dick and that cow dick Mm -hmm. (laughs) there are a lot of dangles in this movie oh let's do it a lot of pickle
0: hey folks make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Podcast on instagram and facebook Or, if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's g i t r e c d p-o-d at gmail.com now back to the show Alrighty, folks so once again we are talking about the holy mountain this was a recommendation from zach mccrary so zach give us a a rundown why did you recommend this and i know you kind of put together a bit of a a bit of a presentation if you will on yodorowsky and this film in itself I, so.
2: I did because i knew when it was over That you would both be reacting like this. Because do you want to know how I reacted when the movie was over the first time I watched it? You threw your TV out the window? I looked at at our friend Brinker and I said, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, those are my exact words. What the fuck was that? What the fuck? (laughs) Those are my first words. Okay, so you don't love this. Oh no! I didn't recommend it because it's my favorite movie. Okay, thank God, because I was—I
0: felt like I was looking at you differently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that uh, I have a—I have an appreciation for Yodorowski and the things that he does. I'd say more so his comics because he also writes comic books. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did an episode shout-out uh, on the comics that we love about his book *The Incall* and found it fascinating. And uh, the artist that did it with him, Mobius, is just, he's basically like the Jack Kirby of Europe. But I'll get into that later. But yeah, so I chose this because I thought it would be an interesting recommendation to talk about. That's really what it is. Not because I love it, and I was like, you guys, you gotta see this thing that I love so much. It was like, they're gonna watch Holy Mountain, Oxford comma bitches. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it.
0: (laughs) We were supposed to watch Conan. (laughs) Before you left, we were supposed to watch Conan.
2: Yeah, we were Conan the Barbarian. That's what
0: we were talking about, and then you came with this. I didn't, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and if you
2: recall, it was after you guys were like, "So, did you listen to the show lately?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I did. It just popped into my head one day, and I was like, "That would be a really interesting recommendation for this show." So, yeah, I, I feel like now that you guys have watched that movie with zero context of who Alejandro Jodorowsky is. Uh, I just want to tell you a bit more about him and kind of, I feel like if you understand where he was coming from, especially at this point in his life, this was his second major film uh, and the things he was dabbling in and he was interested in, you kind of, you get a better idea of like what he was going for, even if it's still batshit crazy, which it still will be batshit crazy. I'm not telling you you're going to like suddenly be enlightened, but uh, so Yodorowsky, he's the, he's an auteur, he's the auteur of the Holy Mountain. He is not a director, he is an auteur. <laughs> uh, he's he's just a fascinating dude. So I would re, I would love to really delve into his life here, but it's so much to talk about and you, and I you don't do a Joe Rogan level podcast. So we're not going to sit here for four hours because there's a, there's a lot that goes into his brain. But he's a French-Chilean artist and has done everything from write, star in, and direct films to writing comic books and even writing his own autobiography. Uh, he helped found the French surrealist movement labeled the Panic Movement.
0: So was he a visual artist as well?
2: Yeah, he does everything. Okay. <clears throat> he really he is like a renaissance man. He, he does everything. So he he helped found this this uh, French surrealist movement called the Panic Movement. The whole point was to take surrealism and go super saiyan with it by embracing the absurd. Like that was the whole point to go be as absurd as you could. And it was also sort of created to take a piss out of art critics and and like because the artists involved would present their art and just kind of laugh while the critics tried to find core themes and like through lines. It was so fucking absurd, and they just loved watching them try to figure out, like, oh, yes, yes, they're talking about Cold War, you know, like, that kind of thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, (laughs) I mean, now that you think back on the movie and how fucking absurd some of that stuff was, like, it was, like, we laughed at it because it seemed like it was really serious, and it was so stupid, but it was meant to be stupid, seeming like it was being serious. You follow? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. And so,
0: genuinely that kind of takes my opinion of it a
2: little bit higher. Oh right. <laughs> so uh Yodorowsky is deeply interested in spiritualism. He uh and something called psychomagic <laughs> and, oh, and which he created <laughs> and also studies the tarot which often comes up in his work. Like the thief in this movie is an analog for the fool in tarot and the fool is number 0, the number of unlimited potential and does not have a specific place in the sequence of tarot cards. So the fool can be placed either at the beginning of the major arcana or at the end. The major arcana is often considered the fool's journey through life. And as such, he's ever present and therefore needs no number. So that's like the that's why the thief was like apart from the rest of the people that were part of the story, because he had unlimited potential. That's why at the end he doesn't venture up the mountain because he is he's beyond that okay anyway uh so so psychomagic (laughs) aims to heal psychological wounds suffered in life and this therapy is based on the belief that performances of certain acts can directly act upon the unconscious mind releasing it from a series of traumas some of which practitioners of the therapy believe are passed down from generation to generation he created this like it is a form of therapy to help people he's written books on it and he's he did a documentary about this whole idea. He's a, he's so fascinating. Sounds, Dude, so sounds... he's
0: it's talking about like genetic uh yeah, so like genetic memories and like genetic yeah. trauma.
2: So there's psycho magic, which is like the practices of trying to like work out your traumas, and then there's psychogenealogy, which is kind of that basically interesting yeah so his most uh, his most known films include el topo which is an acid western about a cowboy searching for spiritual enlightenment that was his first film then the holy mountain and then there was also this crazy film that I, that called santa sangre which is a slasher film about a man who as a child saw his mother lose both her arms and as an adult let his own arms act as hers and was forced to commit murders at her whim it's it's crazy. Yeah. He has a
0: real thing about people losing limbs. He does. <laughs> it yes. seems like. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's definitely through lines with like the things. Yeah. So he's written a ton of comic books going as far back as the 1960s <sighs> up through uh, up through 2018 because he's like 94. That's and uh, wild. and he still is active. Like he's still like giving talks on psychomagic and giving speeches and traveling and stuff. Um so uh, yeah, up through 2018, including what would be dubbed the Yoda, the Yodoverse, which, uh, starting with the classic comic, The Incal, that he did with Jean Girard, a.k.a. Mobius, as I said before, basically the Jack Kirby of European comics, uh, and then spin-off series like The Meta Barons, The Techno Priests, and many other, it's crazy sci-fi stuff, and it's, it's wild. He wrote his autobiography, The Dance of Reality, and then turned it into a two-part semi-autobiographical fantasy-musical-drama duology called The Dance of Reality and then the sequel, <laughs> The Endless Poetry.
0: Dude, I don't know if I love this guy or I hate him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is 100%. Yeah, I totally get that because I bounce. I bounce back and forth. So Yodorowski, this is one of the craziest things. Yodorowski nearly made a Dune movie, like Frank Herbert's Dune. I would have loved that but his ideas were so massive and he was so passionate about it and and he and he, for him <clears throat> it wasn't about anyone else it was about a spiritual experience rather than a movie about a book series and, and like so he had all these crazy ideas for sets and for and for the people he wanted in the cast and It was going to be ludicrously expensive. So the company realized that they had unleashed a beast who didn't care how much money was going to be spent. And he wouldn't budge. Like, he wouldn't budge on it. And eventually they were like, yeah, we got to take this away from him. And they gave it to David Lynch. And that's how we got that early 80s David Lynch film. Also not a bad film. I don't think it holds up, though. It doesn't. Yeah, but, so there's a, there, I saw a great interview where Yodorowsky was like, "I did not want to go and see the film. I thought if I see it, I will die. But, <laughs> but they dragged me to go and see it. And gradually, I looked up and I began to smile because the film was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think he
0: feels about the newest Dune movie? He actually, he might like it. The newest I think Dune the movies, new one
1: he might like. It's solid. Yeah. So yeah that, that's interesting because dune's got a lot of weird stuff that isn't mm-hmm. in the movies yeah so he could definitely pull off of that.
2: And so you've you've read the Meta Barons. so uh-huh. much of what Yodorowski visualized for dune would become <laughs> part of that Yodaverse all that sci-fi stuff like okay. all of the designs he had co- people come up with. And there's this amazing documentary called Yodorowski's dune that tells the whole story of that debacle and it is worth the watch. So he said in an interview, that he first makes films for himself second for the actors third for the audience so he didn't make that film for any of us he didn't give a shit if we liked it or not he made that as a spiritual progression for himself like that's the way he feels about it like making films is a meditation for him and that's and if and if you like it cool if you didn't he's still gonna make it
1: um
0: okay (laughs) <laughs> here's, it makes sense it yeah kind
2: of tracks Here, here's an interesting also direct quote from him this is a direct quote i ask a film what most north americans ask of psychedelic drugs the difference between that when one creates a psychedelic film he need not create a film that shows the vision of a person who has taken a pill rather he needs to manufacture the pill hmm. i get that yeah I so, that. so that's a bit about Jodorowsky and where like his brain is and how he kind of works. And a lot of it stems from like he had a really messed up childhood. Uh, he was he was born of a a uh, violent sexual relationship between his mother and his father. Like he was born of like not so greatness, if you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. and was treated terribly by his family his whole life. He also was treated as an outsider for, in the place that he lived because they were immigrants And uh, so like all of that kind of formed him and the first art that he got into other than just like because because he was treated so terribly he just retreated into reading and writing and then eventually became a mime (laughs) and uh, and it just kind of went from there and by the time we get to this period of his life.
0: Never trust a
2: mind. Never trust a mind. <laughs> By the time we get to this period of his life, he's gotten deeply involved in the tarot and Zen Buddhism and other things like yoga and Sufi and things like that. He's actually turned his home into like a Zen I can't think of the term like but basically like a Zen retreat where people go to like Yeah, just yeah. a lot of crystals yeah, and e- incense yeah like that yeah. yeah and lots of meditation stuff <laughs> like that so a little bit on the holy mountain actually a lot of it this is this is fascinating i think you guys are gonna this is gonna blow yeah some no of your please mind. keep going so,
0: because the more you because full disclosure i hated what we watched <laughs> yeah but the more you say i'm like i'm coming around a little
2: bit that's what i'm like that's the that's the thing about yodorowsky if you just watch his shit cold you're like this is so dumb but then once you understand him a little bit, you're, then you kind of get an appre- Like I said earlier, I don't like it, but I appreciate it. Okay. You know? So, <laughs> okay. so The Holy Mountain is a Mexican surrealist film. Yodorowsky not only wrote and directed, but produced, co-scored, co-edited, and starred, as well as helped set design, costume design. And, uh, and I believe he actually had a hand in helping with the scores as well. Not making them, but like, you know. Having a say. Saying,
0: like, I want it to feel like this, sound like this. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, it was produced... It was also produced by the Beatles' manager, Alan Klein, through the Beatles' company, Apple Corps, and Klein's ABK Co. John Lennon got really fucking into El Topo and told Alan Klein, we are going to help produce this man's films going forward. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. this
0: Because, honestly... Watching this, I'm fully on... I bet John Lennon watched this and was like, Oh, I fucking love it. That was one of the best
2: pieces of film I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, exactly. What
2: do you think, Yoko?
0: (laughs) That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Uh,
2: Another interesting thing Beatles related, George Harrison wanted to star in the film. He was going to be the thief.
0: Huh. He definitely could have been the thief. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
2: But... And you guys remember this scene cuz remember when the scene happened and you both reacted and I said I'll tell you about that later where uh the thief's getting his ass washed real close up and we just see people credit carding him to clean his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George Harrison was like, you "No, know, I think I would love to do this film, but I just don't want to be naked." <laughs> and I don't and I don't want my ass cleaned. And Yodorowsky was like, "Yeah, we're going to have to pass then, George Harrison of the Beatles. We're just going to find somebody else." Dude,
0: once again that everything you're saying is making me like Yodorowsky more. <laughs> that he's like, I don't care that you're one of the biggest, the most famous people in the entire world, because it was basically Elvis and the Beatles at yep. that point in history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The most famous people in the world. And he's like, I won't budge a fucking millimeter nope. for George Harrison. Mm-hmm. That's, pretty, that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't necessarily think the scene of him washing the <laughs> asshole was... <laughs> That integral to the film. I think he probably could have cut that, but the fact that he was like,
1: I refuse to. Like, this is
2: my vision, period. <laughs> there was so much of
1: this film that was not integral to the film. <laughs> <laughs> to you,
2: Micah. <laughs> so much of it. About was unnecessary. 80% of it,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the thing. I was saying during like during the movie that you could have a podcast that is called The Holy Mountain Podcast, and you would get a couple seasons out of that podcast because you could focus on a single scene for an entire episode and pull symbolism out of it because that's the way Yodorowsky works. He, everything is on purpose for a reason like whether you understand it or not. And like that I think that's why people there are people that love this film. Like it is one of those like art house classics kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think it's because you could watch that movie over and over again and find something new every time. Whether it's a new dick hanging in the background or a dick ice sculpture or or a monkey or you know like there's there's new show, stuff everywhere. Yeah, no, I do get that
0: cuz every scene kind of felt like there's something going on. I don't exactly know what it yeah. is, but each scene did feel like there's something going on here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the, the film was inspired by two works. The first was, uh, was called the ascent of Mount Mount Carmel, which was a 16th century treatise by Spanish Catholic mystic St. John of the cross.
0: Of course. Yeah. If
2: you, if you've ever heard of the term dark night of the soul, it, it, he, he coined it in these treaties and it delves into uh, ascetism in pursuit of a mystical union with Christ. The basic idea of ascetism being that you abstain from the pleasures of the world and live an extremely frugal life, and so, and that brings you closer to, to Christ, because Jesus wants you to be miserable, apparently, according to that guy. Uh, it's not just a Christian idea, though. You see it throughout a bunch of religions, it's just that idea of, you know, complete abstaining, you know. Like, yeah, Radagast right the Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radagast right the Brown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or the Amish. Or the Amish. I mean, yeah, 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 exactly. The second <laughs> is a book called Mount Analog by Rene Dalmal. It's a surrealist novel about a group of mountaineers who climb a mountain that is supposed to be uniting the heavens and earth. And like, you can only traverse the mountain by having the knowledge that you have gone further than you ever could in a straight line. I don't understand it either. But fun fact, <laughs> but un, uh, fun fact, Dumal died before finishing the novel and it was released posthumously and just literally ends in mid sentence. It's not completed. It just ends in mid sentence, which might explain part of why we got that ending to the holy mountain that we did.
0: Okay. Pretty cool.
2: So and, and these are, these are fun facts about during the filming of the movie now. Okay, I'm sorry I've totally taken over, but this, I like, I just think this shit's important. No, it's fine. Info dump, and then we'll talk. (laughs) Under the eye of a Zen master, Yodorowski and his wife didn't sleep for a full week. After that, they joined the central cast on a three month spiritual retreat where they practiced the Arika method, which is many different exercises pulled from Sufi yoga and Zen. Then the cast all moved into Yodorowski's house where they lived for the final month before shooting the Holy Mountain.
0: So once again, a lot of crystals and incense. <laughs> Lots of crystals
2: and incense. Also, before shooting the death rebirth scene, which I think was the crazy scene where like they're they're like in like Chichen itza looking place and like they're like waving back and forth and, like, the dude paints on their chests and stuff. Yeah. Uh, before shooting that, Yodorowski made them all do psilocybin mushrooms. <laughs> so they were <laughs> all just high as fuck for that scene. <laughs> very, very cool. Very cool. So At the core, the movie is about an alchemist taking a Christ figure and a bunch of rich materialists on a spiritual journey of enlightenment to gain immortality, but it's also a commentary on lots of hot button issues, such as How colonialism is now just an interesting footnote in history to those not affected by it because he is from Chile and they had to deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, Religion being twisted to suit the ends of those in power and for commercial wealth, the idolization of police forces around the world, allowing them to commit atrocities, the use of psychotropic drugs to work towards bettering yourself rather than for recreational use and people's deep need to put on a mask and pretend to be something they're not for the approval of the public. Among, Probably a fucking thousand other things, yeah there's
0: a lot going on in this movie fellas. it's it is, a, it
2: is it is an intense film, it really is, and i and we were talking about it through text beforehand, and I specifically said we're not really watching a movie, we are watching art as film <laughs> or film as art and yeah, that's... that that is really what the holy mountain is for okay. sure i'm done taking i'm do, I'm done commandeering your podcast, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs>
1: Um, so first I would like to start off with the budget.
2: Oh, you because looked it up?
1: I did look this budget up, yeah. Because there were a lot of extras in a here. A lot. There was a lot of extras. It seemed Yeah, like it was... there was a
0: lot of naked 10-year-old boys within the first two minutes of the movie.
1: It gets weird. It's, uh, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the budget was $750,000, mm-hmm. estimated. Um, Thor... Cause Zach's looking at me like, like I know the info. <laughs> so, so Thor, <laughs> um, Thor, can you guess how much it made on on the opening weekend? <laughs> it's
0: it's gotta be less than that. <laughs> on the, wait, did this movie actually
1: open? I don't fucking know. Because to me, it seems weekend.
0: like this was played in art galleries. Or I'm sure something. it was played in yeah. art,
1: like artistic theaters. Yeah.
0: But, like, I can't imagine probably this. not a regal Because I'm so. trying to think. You this know, came out in 73. My dad was 12 years old. That's one of the things I was watching he or probably... thinking of watching this was, like, <laughs> if if a general audience saw this he... in the early 70s, their mind would have been fucking blown. Like, what is happening? Yeah. They would have all just walked out. So, my guess, okay, what I'm getting at, my guess for the opening weekend?
1: Uh, Yeah, opening weekend domestic. Yep,
0: like two thousand. You're you're
1: close.
2: Yeah. It was four thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like Micah said, it wasn't appearing in Regal cinemas. <laughs> it was like like because El Topo became like the first like midnight movie kind of thing. Sure, and so that's basically. What yodorowsky shit is? It's like those midnight movies where the weirdos come to check out the art stuff. Yeah, the worldwide gross was a hundred and four. Yeah, so it cost
1: seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It made a hundred and four.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Is there any info on who like bankrolled that?
1: I don't know. The Beatles. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that makes sense. I could see the Beatles being like. Yeah, we're willing to lose six hundred thousand dollars. Let him do his thing. Oh, I can't it, do accents. I'm I sorry. made
1: that taking a shit this morning. Yeah, I was gonna say it's chump change to them. Yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine that a whole bunch of people would be leaving Enter the Dragon to go see. Yeah. this. Like, no, I'm not. Oh going Oh my to god, see that Enter the Lee Dragon shit. came out the same year as this, right? Uh, I think either that or the year
2: after. Pretty close. Yeah, it's the early seventies. Yeah, that yeah. is
0: that is kind of wild. Also <clears>
2: interesting. <throat> uh. It really didn't get another release for like thirty years after that, and like I mean, c- you know, considering it came out in the seventies, it didn't really get a home release until I think like the mid to late nineties. I want to say. I don't think it needed it. <laughs> to be honest, it. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, okay. So so that gave us a synopsis of the story. It's about these nine, 10, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's technically ten. Technically ten. But no
1: one counts themselves because the death of the self. And they're trying to reach um, enlightenment slash immortality. Yeah. But also, guys, just to give you a preface on where I'm at, the entire time Zach was info dumping, I was drinking beer. (laughs) Yes, he (laughs) was. Entire time.
0: And also, the main plot of the story doesn't really unfold till, like, the last 20% of the film. Yeah, this
1: movie's two hours long. (laughs) Yeah. It feels so much longer.
0: Dude, when it started, I was like, this is gonna... I'm like, this isn't gonna be long, so it's all good. And then it just kept going. It just kept going. (laughs) There
1: was so many things. There were so many things that I'm like, I don't understand why this is in here. I don't understand. There was a whole um, scene with chameleons and frogs and a fictitious
2: conquering of Mexico. That was the colonialism thing. He just wanted to... Talk about colonialism.
1: I okay. So cool. So not pertinent to the actual story. Yeah, not at all. it's not basically
0: all. like a circus for kids and It's not for kids. Well, <laughs> well,
1: no, no, <laughs> well you mean the
2: blood it. spraying no, out was, of the pyramids? Yeah, it was
0: basically like a show they did with like a little miniature town of like Aztec temples. Yeah. But all the people playing the roles are not people. They're actual lizards. Dressed up in cute little costumes, like Aztecs and Conquistadors. And then the goddamn frog army comes. <laughs> the Conquistador yeah. frogs. And then they blow up the whole set with the frogs. And Jesus, for some reason, because I'm just going to call the thief. Yeah. I'm going to call him Jesus because he's was obviously Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He just gets into there and just starts rolling around. He's like, ah! He spends the first hour of the movie... Just yelling. Just
1: making sounds. He
0: screams a lot. He's
1: like, ah!
2: I didn't think that there was going to be any dialogue in this film. Uh, the, a, a lot of, apparently there was more, and Yodorowski purposely like cut a lot of it. Yep. He didn't want a whole lot of dialogue. Like, honestly, I think it was about an hour in before anybody said a word. It, yeah yeah cuz the first person to say anything is when we when the thief meets the alchemist.
0: Who is played by Yoderovsky, yes. whose hairline is insane. It starts halfway back his head. <laughs>
2: it looks like he's in a
1: 1980s Jet Li film where yeah. like where Jet Li was still in China and they shaved like the front half of their heads. Yeah. That that is basically what he and was doing. That's why he cut it like that. Like that Asian like
2: mystic
0: and he's always just dressed like a pilgrim like this weird like in the beginning he's a satanic pilgrim all dressed in black with a big pilgrim hat (laughs) and he has these two naked women who one kind of looks i guess that was supposed to represent something because one kind of has almost looks she's more colorful and looks happy and the other one kind of looks sad And their makeup is done kind of that way too Mm -hmm. Like one's makeup is darker The other one's is lighter And then he strips them of all their clothes Gropes them And shaves their heads And it doesn't really have anything to do With the rest of the film
2: It does though Because that's the first time That's the first (laughs) time (laughs) <laughs> okay the, because the whole purpose of all of those people like to get to the holy mountain to be able to climb it to find the immortals and steal their gift of immortality you have to be purified and uh and that first scene is showing the alchemist purifying those women like that's the idea like he takes off their fake nails he takes off their makeup he removes their hair like all the things that they okay. use as a mask basically in the world kind of shit i'm not telling you i believe this i'm just telling you that this is what it is <laughs> okay yeah yeah no, no yeah no i got gotcha. you
1: so here's here's my thoughts on films like this um you love them i don't <laughs> I, I really I, like i can take artsy films i can enjoy them look at like the old brazil movie love it um The old Metropolis, like, silent film. Oh, that was great. Love it, right? I can get into that type of stuff. But this, I feel (sighs) like it's so in the weeds with analogies and metaphors that it's beyond the point of any type of understanding by somebody just sitting down and watching the film. And I feel like... If there's a message to be had, and I don't know if there's a message to be had by this guy. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't know what he wanted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but if there is a message, it's lost on me. I yeah. think it would be lost on a lot of people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It can, was lost on me until I did research about it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. If I can be on that's,
0: that's what I hated about this. Because I, I hate stuff where I'm like, I feel like there's obviously a point being mm-hmm. made, but I can't suss it out, which makes me... I feel stupid. But after hearing you say that he's like this kind of Neo surrealist, that yeah, that yeah. was his intention. It kind of makes me laugh and it kind of makes me love that. Cause, cause <laughs> totally how, how much, how much would this guy love that we're sitting here saying we hate it cause it doesn't make sense. And he's trying to make a point, but we can't suss out exactly what that point is. Mm-hmm. That was his actual point. That piece of shit. <laughs> what's Yodorowski? Yodorowski, yeah you yeah, with your dumb mustache and your receding hairline i love his voice though he's God got a full I head of hair that was on
2: purpose for the movie Th- through but, the whole but film yeah,
0: it makes me confused about
1: how i feel about this <laughs> <laughs> through the whole film thor is like i could just listen to this man talk every I time he just, talked to <laughs> i could just listen <laughs> to Dude, him talk I love it. yeah <laughs> if See, what you do
0: you go to a mountain. And the mountain, so good. <laughs> you
2: climbed the holy mountain.
1: Yeah. And what was the reason for having
2: all of the dialogue uh-huh.
1: was re-recorded and placed over top of the film?
2: I think, it, I mean, you saw the budget. I think it was, they just didn't <laughs> they have just the didn't microphones. microphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't I, yeah. have the budget for microphones. And, that was and my was, assumption. They was, were was,
0: filming a lot outside. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. were not filming in studios. And it was windy a lot. If you and know. this was the 70s, so the audio True. technology was... Very very spotty, yeah. in, like compared to what we have now. Yeah. So my assumption was that's honestly probably a uh, a mechanical piece that they were just like it's going to turn out. Yeah,
2: I, I'd agree.
1: So there was a scene. Uh, there were multiple scenes. There's a, there's a point where uh, the Jesus figure, the thief, gets to the alchemist after all the colonialism symbolism, um, and then. And and the papier mache Jesuses. Oh, that's right. And the papier mache where he eats well, one of their one faces. of them was cake. Yeah, yeah one of them. <laughs> which which <laughs> my assumption was
0: like that's he's eating the body of Jesus.
1: Uh you know, because it they, was cake.
2: He it was like, like the body of Christ kind of thing. You know, like the, the, if, the yeah. if you're Cash talking like about communion,
1: you're talking about communion. And if they had communion that was cake, I would be much more about communion. It'd be pretty awesome then. because I'm going to tell you guys they have like really cheap styrofoam crackers at his communion. They're like, this is the body of Christ. And I'm like, "Mm, I've had better. I think it was cake.
0: And and also that was after probably my favorite part in the movie. And I'm going to give Zach credit with this because he gets out. Because what happens is he gets really drunk with these guys, these fat guys dressed like Roman soldiers. Not me, the thief. The thief. Yeah, not that. The thief, <laughs> the Jesus character, gets drunk yeah, like, with these Roman soldiers. Critics. He gets drunk with these fat and, and basically, they were getting him all drunk so that they could cover him in plaster and like a plaster cross. And then they made a bunch of Jesus paper mache clones
1: of him. In to, the form of Jesus on the crucifix. Yeah. So
0: he goes, he leaves, he smashes them all. He's real mad at these these Jesus paper mache's on the crucifix super mad and but he keeps one of them which he carries into a church which Mm -hmm. the priest is not happy about kicks him out i don't understand why but the the priest was not happy about that (laughs) kicks him out he starts eating the face and it's actually not paper mache this one is cake (sighs) but then he's still walking around with this cake-slash-paper-mache-Jesus.
2: Don't he, forget he's being followed by, like, stripper nuns and well, a Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Oh, he okay. gets to
0: these, He gets to all these clearly prostitutes. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, for the 70s, pretty good-looking prostitutes. Fairly certain the, only the main problem. his wife, too. The only problem, one of those prostitutes is, like, 11, and this guy comes up oh. who Zach coins... <laughs> As Uncle Touchy, (laughs) who is like, he looks at all the prostitutes and he's like, obviously, the 11-year-old girl who's dressed in a lacy lingerie outfit just like all the other prostitutes. And he's like, come, come here. And he's like kissing on her hand and he pulls out his fake eye
2: and puts it in her palm. And this is the 70s, folks. That was a real fake eye. (laughs) There ain't no CGI. Um,
0: that's honestly, if I'm being honest, that's where the movie lost me
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. up till that point. You were loving it.
1: (laughs) So, so after all of that, there's like a, a pause on the Jesus timeline story. And then it just starts going into all of these different characters who are representing different planets and just what their life is like.
2: Yeah. Like Zodiac planets.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there. I mean, there. There's like somebody who's like, my planet is Mars. My planet is Venus. Do we have any idea as to what any of that meant? Like, is there is there any explanation as to
2: any Um, of that? Each of them represented, like, each of them represented their zodiac and like the things that they were doing in life were congruent with that zodiac. Like, like the one that represented Mars was. They were they're all filthy rich scumbags. Like yeah. that's the key. They were all dirty, filthy capitalist pigs, is what Yodorowski would say. The worst. Yeah. So <laughs> like and they and they're but they all really are. Like because they're like doing terrible shit. Like, they are, yeah. like and yeah. and uh, the
0: one specifically Mars, because I made notes on all these. Yeah. She was the one who made psychedelic shotguns and then yes. religious guns as well. So there was like a menorah pistol, which was yeah. hilarious, and a Christian pistol. And basically, what the props department did is they took a pistol, and super glued a Jesus on a crucifix to it. Yep. Or they took a menorah and and like a like put it on like a pump action rifle. Yeah, yeah it was pretty
2: honestly. It was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so so like <laughs> the the idea is that each of them each of them wants to be. Like, each of them is bored with where they are and and, and is looking for, like, the next high because they're these rich, like, they've got everything. And the next step is, like, immortality. Sure. Like, they want that. And so okay. they come to the Alchemist and, and uh, they are going to be the squad that goes, you know, to the Holy Mountain to get immortality from these 40,000-year-old immortals and... uh that's what, like, so that's why you get the background on each of them and why they are pieces of shit and why they, and why they're coming, because he specifically wants the worst of the worst so that he can purify them to go up the mountain because they need the most learning. Yeah, I mean, each of those segments for each character was pretty long. Was- they were a bit long, and there was
0: like eight of them. Yeah, because yeah. they did one for every single for one, every one of them, and I'm like, you can't just fucking zip through some of these each one <laughs> yeah was it was a lot the one i liked the best was the first guy he was from venus i believe yeah and he was a mattress salesman um but he took over the company from his father oh, who is blind deaf and dumb and when he has questions about his business of whether what he should do he uses the mummy of his wife who sits next to him and he puts his hand in her crotch and if it's wet, that means yes. And if it's dry, that means no. It's pretty
2: highbrow stuff. I mean, some people use a Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie's fucking insane. It's completely insane. This film...
1: <laughs> was... I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> this film... um, It was not good <laughs> it was not good to me at all there was I don't think a single redeeming quality what about the music I fucking hated the you. music I hated it so much now to its credit I feel like it worked for what the film was doing mm. whatever the fuck that <laughs> <was>. <laughs> but but it did I, th- I felt like the it felt appropriate But I didn't like it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about this film, save for like the rainbow room when he wasn't that so cool when he first
2: goes up. It was like quasi Conan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was very He was in this like long hallway and it's just sectioned off uh, with with just different colors just going through the rainbow spectrum. Like visually, I thought that that was pretty cool. And that's really the only part of the
2: movie that I go honestly. This is yeah, cool. see, I've, I figured that if there was something that you would find redeemable about the film, it would be at least some of the visuals. I knew you wouldn't like yeah. all the visuals, but I thought there would be moments where you were like, "Well, that's really art. Like that's really artfully done. The colors, yeah. stuff like that."
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And honestly, th- this movie is so interesting because you can tell he's an artist because some some of the cinematography is genuinely. Really good. You get that rainbow room, the scene with the the guy who was like a cop. He was the Exxon. Jupiter, yeah. And basically, they're like just gassing out a bunch of BLM protesters. After my favorite quote from the movie, because it opens with his like backstory.
2: He's the chief of police. He's the
0: chief of police, and there's a guy on an altar. And they're cutting his dick off or not his dick, just his balls. (laughs) And then you turn out, it turns out he wasn't actually being punished. He was being initiated into the police. And he says, so completes my sanctuary. 1,000 testicles. (laughs) Because he's like, you stand here with your nine. So actually it would have been 2,000 testicles. Yeah. In any case,
1: <laughs> you know what's awful? But, Zaya was also doing the math. <laughs> that scene. I'm like, that doesn't add but,
0: up. So they're basically gassing out a bunch of protesters. And I, I'm guessing this was kind of like a commentary on. I mean, you had Kent State a couple years before that. Hmm. A lot of protests, because this is a few years after the massive protests with Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and Malcolm X and. Birmingham. So when you have a lot of protesters in America being brutalized by the government and the police specifically, so it felt like a commentary on that. Very obviously, I loved that they had essentially all these scenes of like a person like puking up blood, but instead of blood, they're puking up like cherries. Yeah, and they're cutting open somebody's stomach and it's a watermelon, and they're pulling a cabbage out of a under a woman's skirt.
1: There was a lot of scenes, too, where people were getting... Sh- like, there were many executions in this film. Yeah. And a lot of times when they were getting killed, instead of bleeding, they were bleeding, like, paint. Like, yeah, like yeah, yellow. Well, birds blue. came out of the holes. Weird hole. Yeah.
0: Or that's those scenes when they're on the goddamn Aztec temples. hmm When they're all apparently tripping on mushrooms, I yeah.
2: guess.
0: <laughs> so there are a lot of these scenes that are... If you just look... If you take all the context out, mm-hmm. and you just looked at visually the scene... It's really beautiful and really incredible. Mm -hmm. But then you're back in the movie and you're like, what the fuck (laughs) is this? So I kind of swung back and forth where I'm like, oh, that actually looks really cool. But I have no idea what's going on. And this is absolutely insane. (laughs) That was kind of my experience through this movie where I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of a neat uh, visually. I think that's neat. Mm hmm. But hmm. also, I hate this. <laughs> he, I that was a pendulum the whole time watching. But, but but he allowed you
2: to he allowed you to forget how much you hated it for like thirty to forty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope one person hears this podcast and decides to go and watch the Holy Mountain, and I want to hear from them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Michelle, yep. I'm counting on you. Go find the Holy Mountain. Oh yeah, uh, I because honestly, I think you, you can you, rent. A- I think you. Would appreciate get real stoned. I know you will get real stoned, You're gonna want and watch to. the Holy Mountain by yourself in a dark room.
2: Don't do that. And I think,
0: <laughs> I think you genuinely might enjoy it.
2: <laughs> it. I know that you can rent it on Amazon digitally. Okay, so we're gonna play a game. Oh boy! We're gonna play a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. It's called the Parents Guide. Oh boy. Okay, so um, on a scale from none mm-hmm. to severe. I'm going to let you guys guess what IMDB is saying about the different content in this uh, in this movie. So here we go. Sex and nudity. What do you guys think? From a 1 to 10? Um from from a a 0 being none to a 10 being severe. Oh, 10.
0: Yeah, 10. Once again, within the first 2 minutes of the movie, there's two women fully naked getting their ha- shaves their heads shaved, and their faces pushed against a man's lap. And then right after that, it's a pack of 30 10-year-old boys fully <laughs> naked with their little dingers swinging around. So, yeah, 10. Okay. It's
1: going to be a 10. You are both
2: correct. Yes. <laughs> it got,
1: yeah, severe was the, was the rating. Okay, how about severe. this one? Yeah. Um, violence and gore. 10. <laughs> Thor? Well... <laughs> Yeah, it's going
0: to be a 10. It's going to be a 10. they Even if it's strawberries coming out of somebody when they get shot, it's still somebody getting shot. And then also they're like roughing up a guy with the guy with no legs and like oh. half an arm yeah the monster they're just within kicking, the thief they're just kicking in the shit out of him and they call him the monster they're like oh this deformed guy yeah the monster yeah 10
1: okay you are both correct yep severe Ding. Was, was there yep so good job um how about this one profanity
2: uh i'm going to say 0 maybe,
1: maybe a, 1 maybe one. a
2: 1 yeah 1 seems right cuz he said but but he even says he's like you are excrement he doesn't say you are shit <laughs> but, <laughs> So
1: uh IMDB says mild on this one. Which, okay. Which probably like a five yeah, or probably, something. Yeah, Um alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Ten.
0: Although I don't personally think it's that high. Because they really only talk about oh well. He's actually,
2: drunk as hell for the first like. Yeah, 20 they to make him minutes. just
0: chug a whole bottle of vodka. I'm gonna go seven.
1: Okay. Seven is probably right. They give the answer as moderate. Okay. So, which is higher than mild, according to them, um, and then the last category: frightening and intense scenes. Ten. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like at certain. At t- so while we are watching this, mine and Micah's wives are here, as well as Micah's <laughs> as well as four year old child, who
2: we did keep and away from the television. We did keep did away keep from her. her away. We, yeah.
0: I when she walked the in the room, starved, I could feel but... I could feel the tension when she walked in the room. We were all looking like, what's on the screen right now? <laughs> yep. But both our wives walked through the room at on two separate occasions in two different scenes, and both of them stopped and were just like, "What the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, "Don't worry about it. Just keep moving. <laughs> just keep moving."
1: So yeah, ten. Uh, yeah. So yes, severe. You guys scored again. Yep, nailed so, it. Um, just to recap, sex and nudity, severe. Violence and gore, severe. Profanity, mild. Alcohol, <laughs> drugs and smoking, moderate. Uh, frightening and intense scenes, severe. Well, at least there wasn't any cursing. That's true. There wasn't <laughs> that. It wasn't that. This was a film, Zach, and that's about all I could say about it. <laughs> it <laughs> It was a film. I think that the backstory that you gave about Yodorowski is interesting. I did not particularly care for Meta Barons. You did not. Um, I, <laughs> I I, don't particularly care for this film. I watched it probably with a look of disgust on my face through almost all the film.
0: Micah seemed yeah. pretty miserable the whole time. Yeah. I found a <laughs> lot of points that I'm like, this is pretty funny. Or, But most of the time, anytime I would look over at Micah, I was like, he is fucking Hating every second,
2: of this. and i, I, I did <laughs> which kind of added to my enjoyment. I'm <laughs> I, sorry, but I, it did. <laughs> I didn't choose it to torture Micah, but this—I knew, I knew going in that Micah wasn't going to like it. But again, I thought that there would be things sure that he would appreciate. <laughs> yeah,
1: wasn't the last time you were here for Clockwork Orange? Yeah, sure was. Okay, I'm noticing a pattern, but I didn't pick that. That's, that's true. That's
2: true. That was so, Thor. I'm noticing that a pattern true. between you two. And I would like to stop. Because <laughs> he and I, like we do kind of come up on this like the same wavelength. We like this. weird shit. Like, yeah.
0: we, shit that's weird kind of in the same way.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I remember when when we talked about Clockwork Orange and Thor and I were both like, yeah, I liked it. i will give it like an eight. And you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in the same vein. I'm kind of in the same vein here. Um, it's it's a it's a film. Thor. Why don't you give us your your overall? I mean, we've talked a lot about what the fuck did we watch type of thing, but where where do you where are you kind of resting? So, what do you think we do for ratings? I don't fucking know. How about on a
2: scale? Can can I ask one more question of you guys? That the ending, because we didn't talk about the ending. Where where, where everything we go? You go through all of this, all this whole movie. And Yodorowsky's final speech is basically when they get to the top, and the, this is spoiler alert, Michelle, your, your cousin's Michelle. Yeah, I think spoiler she might alert. be
0: the only person who actually goes and watches this.
2: <laughs> so it's all mannequins at a table, and everyone laughs, and Jodorowsky pulls a hood off at the table and laughs with them, and then gives a speech about how there is no way to become immortal But we are all mortal and we've come so far and we've all changed so much. And isn't that all that matters? But does anything matter? Because is this even reality? No. It's a film. And then it zooms back and you see all the people doing the filming, holding the boom mics. It basically turns into Blazing Saddles.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just like zooms out and. Yeah. Honestly, that
0: may have been like the one part of the movie I really liked. Oh, yeah. Like towards the end. Because first. He tell he gives, they're in the desert with Jesus, the thief, and he gives, he just out of Jesus the dirt, the thief, <laughs> the thief <laughs> aka Jesus, thief. and, and he Jesus. just, and he just pulls out a fucking scimitar and Aladdin sword at it. He just finds it like in the dirt, like hidden, like, oh, here is this. And it's, it's a giant, yeah. it's a giant scimitar. And he's like, here, cut my head off. And he goes to cut his head off. And he's like, ah, he, surprise, you actually chopped off the head of a goat.
2: Gotcha, fucker. Like, he's
0: a real jokester. And then they get up this hill, and once again, they're he's like, this is where the Eternals live. This is where they stay. And everybody gets up there, and the Eternals aren't there. It's just a bunch of mannequins. And once again, he's laughing, like... I kind of appreciate that he's a bit of a jokester because I feel like that's a look behind the curtain at him himself is Mm. that he's just kind of like he doesn't take this as serious as it comes off. Right. Right. And then it pulls away. Once again, it's kind of like the ultimate like practical joke on the fucking viewer. So I I genuinely I enjoy I enjoyed the ending. because I was like, this guy's funny.
2: Yeah, he breaks the fourth wall completely. (laughs)
1: Um, <laughs> so, so I have so many thoughts. Um, a lot of, uh, it's okay. All I'm going to do is think out loud. Sure. All right. So <laughs> here's, here's kind of where my brain is going. I, I think that it's interesting that he's, you know, making a movie quote unquote for himself. All right. And trying to do things for himself first and then the actors and then the audience last, I guess. Um, so so with the end of that it's like a spiritual journey but at the same time he's doing things to purposely kind of misdirect film critics Mm. and and i feel like i feel like there's a conflicting idea there a little bit and uh, so when when the camera moved back he's like zoom back camera and, and, and I think didn't you
2: say? Did he say zoom back that's camera? Exactly <laughs> what I said. I'm like, I'm like,
1: did he just say zoom back camera? <laughs> and, and that's what the camera did. Um, for me, it pulled me out of the film, probably for the better. But I didn't. <laughs> but but I didn't because I didn't really care for the mind state that I was currently in. But at the same time, it pulled me out of it, and, and I thought if there was supposed to be some type of message, again, I don't know if that's the goal, right? just based on this guy. But if there was supposed to be some kind of message, that pulled me out of it. It literally made me think of Blazing Saddles, which, of course, is a slapstick <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Right? So any, any message or anything like that that was in there um, was taken
2: away when that happened. That moment for you— if the, if you had found any message tainted it yeah gotcha. yeah
1: now I don't think very highly of this film in general so when that happened I'm like oh okay this is something else that's yeah. happening just like it's it's another thing that's happening that's unexpected in this long string of events that are unexpected um, so that's that's kind of where where I ended with it yeah I get that
0: yeah that makes sense. <sighs> Let's go. Okay, so I think I've I got a good scale. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we could go either on a scale of one to ten, Jesus the thief's shit Jesus. turned into gold, or a scale of one to 30, ten-year-old boy penises. Let's do the Let's first do one. Let's <laughs> do the first one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> we are certainly not doing because I love <laughs> <What does that laughs> tiny native boy <sighs> penis.
1: <sighs> okay, sure. Let's do the Jesus gold shit. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, two. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. I, there was not much that I enjoyed about this film. There wasn't much that I got out of this film. Was it interesting? Kind of. I thought the symbolism was kind of interesting. Um, mainly, I watching this whole thing, I'm like, I don't know where this is going. So I was a little bit intrigued
2: because I literally had no idea. Yeah. Where where the story was going? Because um, there isn't one until like the last twenty to thirty percent.
1: Yeah, uh, but with that. For like the first hour and a half, I'm like, "What is the point of this film?" I just didn't get it. Maybe it's too highbrow for me. I have no idea. But but I'm going. I'm going two. That's where I'm at. Two pieces of Jesus gold shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
0: yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I mean, so the literally the. Cause I'm trying to separate our conversation from actually watching it and how I actually felt about it. (laughs) Cause had Zach not been here to tell us that Yodorowsky's kind of whole thing was just playing a joke on critics and the audience. And that it's intentionally meant to feel like I kind of like that. I think I like, okay, here's my, I think I like Yodorowsky. And I think I hate this. And I think I'm supposed. <laughs> and I think I'm supposed to, <laughs> because I did.
1: Oh, like that's Yotaroski's intention.
0: Yeah, which is, is cool. Which, if it's for Yodorowski, he gets a ten out of ten all day. But this film, as far as how I felt watching it, <laughs> I think I got to go two out of ten as well. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. The f- things I liked about it were, I did, I did like the soundtrack. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. It was, (laughs) there was like weird throat singing and there was some pan flute. And like you said, it really matched the very weird scenarios that were going on. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would just put it on and listen to it.
2: (laughs) But (laughs) hit up Spotify for the Holy Mountain soundtrack.
0: (laughs) But... exactly but for what it was doing i i think it went well i do think cinematography wise i think there were some scenes that i genuinely looked at and i was like this is really cool but overall i felt very confused like there's he's trying to say something i just don't get it Mm -hmm. and i feel dumb which makes me angry
2: (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah yeah, maybe
0: three I'll go a little bit higher because you seem to genuinely hate it and I did find a couple things I like so I'm gonna go three out of ten um
1: yeah yeah, because I will was, never watch this again. Not, not in a million this years. Is not a, this is not a throw it in once a year at Christmas time type of movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: it's ready for the, the, This the, isn't
0: a jingle all the way. No way it's going on the
2: Christmas every year. tradition of the Holy Mountain. So we can watch Jesus the Thief, <laughs> as Thor calls him.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Um. This I, I I don't know if I have much more to say about this. It was so strange, <laughs> and and I feel like it was weird, purposely. Mm-hmm.
2: Surrealism,
1: and I, yeah. And I, but I like surrealism artwork. I like surrealism artwork quite a bit, um, as far as like the not moving type of artwork. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and I know that surrealism is weird, right? Like Salvador Dali was a weird guy. He's kind of like the father of it.
2: Funny, uh, so. So, Yodorowski wanted to pay Salvador Dali a fuckload of money to be in that Dune film, like, for little to no reason. He just wanted Dali to be in it. Yeah, uh, of course. I yeah, mean, if
0: you're a surrealist
1: guy, you want Dali. Of yeah. course you want yeah. Dali. Do, do you know how Dali was raised? Like, what his parents told him? No. His parents raised him. Um, so, he was the second born. Mm-hmm. He had a brother who was born and died very shortly after death. Like got sick as a baby and died. Oh. Um, his brother's name was Salvador Dali. Okay. And so he was raised being told that he was the reincarnation of his deceased brother. Huh, That's pretty cool. That's wild. That's how he was raised. That's pretty so, cool. <laughs> he, just, was, he was in the necrophilia. He was an interesting character. Sure was. He was an interesting character. I like probably 70% of his artwork. Um, I don't have much to say on him as a person, but his artwork was very cool for the most part. (laughs) Um, So that form of surrealism, I really enjoy. I think that that's a lot of fun. But whatever this was, um, I feel like it was meant to be uncomfortable. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Like Clockwork like, Orange. Yeah. Like, did it do its job? Sure, I guess. But beyond that, there's not much that I can take away from it. So, like, it's uncomfortable. I get that it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Everything else about the film I don't get because it's not made for me. It's made for him. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Like, like, there's not much that I can take out of it. There's not much that I can really, really appreciate out of it. He and I are on very different views when it comes to capitalism. <laughs> it's like there's there's not much that I can that I can take away from this as an art form and and go, "Yes, I really yeah. really love this." Yeah. Also, there is
0: one part that I real on top of I didn't love the pack of naked 10-year-old boys. I didn't like the 11-year-old prostitute give, being given a fake eye by some creepy uncle touchy. Uncle touchy.
2: Come on over to what, my puzzle what basement. What really
0: I didn't like, though, <laughs> was there's the the scene towards the end where, like, each of the people working their way up the mountain. I assume they're, like, kind of dealing with their own demons or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a weird scene. And so you get a that couple things. really weird. You get one guy. He's getting coins rained on him so hard that it's, like, cutting him. You get uh, this one lady. She's just seeing cows have sex and it's just once again there's no cgi there's no special effects it's just somebody took a video of a cow having sex with another cow yeah it was real cow sex and it i was honestly i was a little bit surprised how thin a cow's dick is it's weird looking it's It's weirdly thin
1: it's like a whipping stick
0: yeah like a pink baton yeah and then there's like a a lady in a a tree filled with chickens, and she has yeah, a like samurai torch. What I wrote down was chicken samurai tree. And
2: she kept making, she kept going
1: like. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah. There were a lot of people that just and, made and, noises. And
0: and, and a guy yeah. with covered in, naked with tarantulas, but
2: that was the worst. There was for me. a
0: scene I fucking hated in that, oh, which yeah. was two dogs fighting. Yeah, and once again, no CGI. So literally, this dude just had two pit bulls fight. And film and they're bleeding. It was a genuine dog fight. That might and he be. He just the,
2: filmed it and put
0: it in the movie. And it's I think that's fucking, the most
2: intense thing in the whole fucking movie. Yeah,
0: it's fucking horrific because there's no there's no art to that. There's no. It's just this guy said, "Let's make two dogs actually fight, and then film it." And the it hope was is ge- that they were was, playing. And it, was, and it was just you know, but they were bleeding. Hope. It wasn't playing. It was genuinely disturbing, and I was like. I actively don't like this. I'm changing my rating to a one because <laughs> fuck that. I did not like that.
1: Yeah. Like, so, genuinely,
0: anything else in the movie, if I did like, I did not like that.
1: Okay. So we've been a little bit harsh. Now, Thor, what's your favorite part of this film? <laughs> <sighs> what's your favorite part? Because we've said a lot, like, I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't get this. But, like, what's your favorite part?
0: Um, Let's see. I really liked once again when they went to the Jupiter guy. Okay. The scene where they're uh, subduing all these protesters and they're basically just gassing them and killing them. And as they're killing them, like just fruit is spilling out of their yeah. body in place of like blood. I thought that was a really interesting visual thing. Mm hmm. Okay. So I thought that was very cool, and I also loved that whole scene because I also loved when he's they cut off the guy's testicle, and he's like, you're joining your 999 <laughs> brothers. Now my sanctuary is complete with 1,000 testicles. <laughs> like, I liked that whole scene a lot. It was very fun.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, I think visually the Rainbow Room was probably my favorite that's one of my Spot. favorite scenes yeah, was the pretty cool. thing, I think. also
0: at that point Yodorowski is dressed like raiden he is he's like a white pilgrim basically. with platform boots and they have an actual fight in front of a bunch of camels for some reason yeah. <laughs> there's a fucking camel
1: <laughs> just hanging out yeah there there are some very 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 interesting things we could we could go on well mccray what's your favorite part of this film
2: uh, one of my favorite scenes is the rainbow room. One of my other favorite scenes is that massacre because it's a horrendous. It is a horrendous scene that is rendered absurd because the people bleeding fruits and vegetables. And I thought that that was really interesting. Uh, those those actually are my two favorite scenes. Other like I like I like the opening scene too. not like it's weird. But I like the room that they're in, like the, weird, like the the shape of the room and the the outfit he's wearing and the music. I thought that on the second run, on the first run, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but that's a, that's the weird thing. Like on the second run, after having seen it once and knowing what to expect and done, doing the research, I like I had different eyes for it, and so I think I I was able to appreciate a little bit more, even though I still. Can't say I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there are some
0: cool visual camera tricks he does yeah. as well. Like that scene specifically, they the girls are next to him and then it flashes and then they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's also a scene where there's like these there's a person on the ground who got killed by these Nazi type police figures. Yeah. And there are like birds flying out mm-hmm. of the person. So mechanically I saw what happened was they had to film the scene multiple times with this person laying in the exact same position, putting multiple birds to fly out. Mm -hmm. So there is some neat camera tricks in there yeah. that I did appreciate you know
2: I, I also like the Pantheon bar sequence because it was so different than all the rest of the movie because it was actually jovial yeah and kind of happy but it but ultimately it was a scene where you meet all the people who failed to go up the holy mountain or were too scared to try and so now they're just living this bacchanalia all at all times to try and like pretend that they're happy
1: yeah that kind of well, gave me like a Mount Sinai uh type of vibe oh yeah yeah like, the Israelites who, like, did the whole golden calf thing oh, yeah, yeah, while yeah. Moses was going up and talking to God type of thing. Oh.
0: I kind of felt like that was, like, a commentary on, like, the 60s. Because this guy, obviously, is very influenced by psychedelics. hmm Very influenced by psychedelics and the counterculture movement. And so those guys were, like... Because, like you said, there is there's certainly a commentary on this concept of, like, using psychedelics as enlightenment and not just to get high on right mm -hmm. and so that's all the people who were who are getting high because that guy even offers them he's like here's mescaline here's lsd and he forces it down the kid's throat who kind of looks like a girl and he screams it's very weird but they're there just hanging out they couldn't finish the enlightenment those are all the hippies because once, you know, you know how I feel about the goddamn hippies <laughs> and how they failed in what they wanted to do. Sure. And that felt like a commentary on that. All, all the hippies and all the people who started taking psychedelics and are like, we're going to change the world for the better and reach enlightenment. And instead, they just kept doing drugs and then never actually accomplished anything. Yeah. To me, that's what that scene felt like it was a commentary on.
1: I'd agree with that. Uh, so Thor, do you have you kind of been bouncing up and down on this on the rating scale here? You, did you decide how many Jesus shits you give?
2: Uh, what? <laughs> how many Jesus? Between shits? Between
1: one and three, it
0: depends what part I'm thinking about. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh, McCrary, do you want to uh, throw your hat in the ring here? Yeah. Oh, any
2: thoughts, man? You're probably going to be a little bit higher than us. Not much. Oh, okay. I, I'd say that I'm like somewhere between a three and a four, depending on how I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. It's, I, it's a movie that I never intended to watch a second time <laughs> until the sense. Oxford comma. <laughs> <laughs> go, uh, back, go back in so, the Get Wrecked uh, archives for that one, folks. Yeah, so, so real
1: quick, just to clarify, an Oxford comma, that's when you are listing multiple things – and the last thing that you're listing, you add the comma, right? Yeah. That's but the Oxford comma. The
2: Oxford comma is the last comma before and. Okay and uh, and and so in modern days people are like you don't need that you have and to separate it but gotcha. then the 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 traditionalists are like no because you're supposed to pause after every comma so if you don't pause before the and you are just jumping right into an and so so where, it's
0: not just a comma with a little flourish on
2: I it. like that idea but no not so oh, much okay. so where do you stand on the oxford comma uh you know i i am one of those people who's like that's eh, just one more thing i don't have to write okay so nah to the Oxford comma, generally, okay. Unless I am doing something like technically, if I if I'm doing technical writing, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. If I'm not, no. So, so an example would be: my
1: least favorite colors are blue, comma, red, comma, green, comma, and Geronimo. Ger- yellow. Ger-
2: Ger- Geronimo. I don't, I don't know, know that color.
1: <laughs> it's it's in between aqua and fuchsia.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah exactly where if you didn't have that comma you'd have been like green and you're like Got blue you. comma green and Geronimo <laughs> 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 okay
1: alright so <laughs> that's my favorite if I'm color. being honest
0: I like the Oxford comma yeah
1: yeah. I it like makes lot, sense I like
0: a lot of punctuation
1: <sighs> so that's the holy mountain folks <laughs> here we go um, please let us know what you thought about this film um, I would love to know. <laughs> yeah, find it somewhere. It's somewhere. It's We've, out there. Yeah, we found it on the dark web, so I can't recommend that. But it's out there somewhere. You can rent it on Amazon. For, yes. Um, it's like
2: $3.99. Too much. Too
1: yeah, much. <laughs> for too much. Um, it is an interesting watch, to say the least. Don't watch it with kids in the room. No. Don't watch it with young dogs in the room. <laughs> Don't watch it if you want to to
2: have a good night. It is not a good time. It's it yeah, it's but, not a film you enjoy. But I would say watch it with some other people so that you can do this afterward because this is why you watch shit like that. Yeah. Don't watch <laughs> yeah, it alone. Don't watch yeah. it alone. Do not watch it alone in For a dark fuck's sake. Do in no. a dark world. Yeah, don't listen to him, Michelle. <laughs> Fuck Thor.
1: <laughs> All right. So with that being said, that's the what did we just watch? The Holy Mountain. The Holy That's the Holy Mountain, folks. Um, give us your thoughts. Thor, what are we getting into next week? Alrighty. So I
0: got so I got a music recommendation for you. Okay. And of all the things I've recommended to you music-wise, oh, geez. this is the one I am most certain you will genuinely enjoy. I could use that oh. right now. So, we're gonna listen to a band named Kings of Leon.
2: Okay, oh, Now, nice.
0: you may have heard of them. I have heard of you them. You probably, in like 2010, they had some hit songs. Mm-hmm. I've been running around, we're oh, looking down. Yeah. I <laughs> they, they also sing. And then they did, yo, Sexy's yeah. on fire. Yeah, oh, one. yeah. So, I don't know if you know this, that is their fourth album, I believe. Maybe Ooh. their fifth. Okay. So, in high school, I discovered them. So, this is prior to that. This is your punk rock days yeah kind of punk rock hippie days like but their first two albums are incredible so i put you together a playlist oh boy it is eight songs from each of their first two albums Mm -hmm. their first album is called youth and young manhood their second album is called aha shake heartbreak okay so I put you a list together of eight of the songs from each of those albums. Okay. I'll put a link to that in this episode as well as the description of the next episode. Uh, but cool. I, I genuinely, so their music is kind of, certainly in those early years, I would describe it as indie southern garage rock.
1: Okay. I That sounds like something I would enjoy.
0: Two of my favorite albums ever. Huh. They are, they... they are incredible, and I genuinely think of all of them, you will really enjoy it. I don't know how cool their story is. Sure,
1: but well, yeah, we're going to talk
0: about it. But I think, I feel like after this,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: I think you really just need something you're just going to groove on the and enjoy. Cleanser. To
1: be honest, I really do. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so, so, folks... Thor was like, "Okay, I've got two things that I could recommend yes. to you." <laughs> He's like, "One of them I think you'll enjoy. One of them I genuinely don't think you will enjoy."
0: Yeah, one of them I'm like, "I think you will actually actively hate this." Uh, and and I could just tell by Micah's like, energy that he was already in <laughs> about. He was like, "Yeah, can we not do that one?" And I'm like, "Okay," because <laughs> it was going to be a documentary about a different musician who may come up later once we've gotten over this hump. Yeah. (laughs) uh,
2: (laughs) Once you've gotten over the holy mountain. Once once
0: we have it in the rear view mirror and have long forgotten (sighs) about it. All right. So next week, Kings of Leon, the early years, youth and young manhood, aha, shake, heartbreak. I think you're going to like it.
2: Okay. Allow me to promise that the next time I guest appear and I wreck something, it will be fun, and <laughs> and you will have a good time.
1: Yeah, thanks. Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> I feel like every time you're on here, I'm like, oh, I didn't pick that last one. It's true. You didn't. You didn't pick. That's Black true. Matorre. You just sat
0: in because you were like, yeah, I like Stanley Kubrick. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. Until next time, folks. As always. You, get wrecked out stay, there. Stay All right. wrecked. All right. I've seen enough cow penis. For probably a lifetime. <laughs> I don't believe. How that. could you?